Hey, it's Melina, and you're watching Girl in the Verse, the video podcast, where we explore the exciting world of decentralized technology and the people driving its innovation. What the F is an NFT and why do they matter? What about decentralization and Web3 or cryptocurrency? Is it all a scam or is it here to stay? If you've ever asked yourself these questions, know that you are not alone. I myself have asked a lot of questions anywhere between owning a digital wallet, minting NFTs, dealing with gas fees, and a lot more. Whether you're a seasoned crypto veteran or just getting started on your journey into the wild west of Web3, this podcast is for you. My name is Melina. I am the founder of Girl in the Verse. My job really is to have conversations with founders and builders and artists and businesses and a lot more people in this space who have entered Web3, talk about their journey and why all of them believe that this is the future. This is it, friends. It's right now and we are living it. And I'm so honored to be here to have this stage with you to ask the right questions. Okay, without further ado, let's dive right in. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Girl in the Verse, the video podcast. Today we are joined by Nicole LaFosse. She's a crypto lawyer for businesses looking to take advantage of the opportunities presented by this new technology, however you want to call it, blockchain technology, Web3, crypto, NFTs. We're going to dive into all of that. And really, the goal here is to help businesses and figure out where we need to start looking at things, right? So, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, my pleasure. Glad to be here. So, obviously, just to get things started, I want to ask you this one question here, because let's just get it going. If you are a business and you're hearing about crypto web three, you're hearing the words NFTs, digital collectibles, right? Why should you care about this technology? Well, for on one side, you have, you should care because a lot of industries that are leading industries like Nike, Prada, Adidas, Gucci, they're doing it. So, you know, when when we have a, a phrase in Spanish that, that we say when the river has a noise, it's because it has some rocks in it, right? So that's that's the first indicator of okay, why are they doing it? They wouldn't be doing it if there's no ROI in it, or if they have if they don't if they didn't have a um specific financial data analysis where it's telling you it, because you're doing this, your revenue will upscale or you're going to 5x, 10x your income, the market reach is going to be so much bigger than what you're doing on a traditional business spectrum. And as a startup company or as any entrepreneur business, you need to pay attention to this because it will help you scale your business. It will help you bring more income. It would make your processes more efficient and faster not to mention the transparency that goes within it and the amount of data that you can process through the use of blockchain technology is massive. And with that massive amount of data, you also have a global reach within seconds. And this is why a lot of companies are getting into it because it's not, besides having that factor, 
we're also in an era where everybody is sitting in front of a screen like we are now. COVID-19 helped us breach that gap from working in office to working remote. A lot of the workforce now is remote. So your customers are online. They're all plugged in, which means that if your customers are there, your business also needs to be there. I love that. And it, it's so true. Everyone is online. And I think that, yeah. that was like one of the first things when I entered the space as a creator myself, um, that's what people were telling me. They were like, you got to get in on this because this is the future of where your business is going to be, right? And so I got in on it right away. So another question for you, how can it affect current businesses right now, right? The people who are still doing the Facebook, the LinkedIn, which I know mm -hmm. we still are and we still will maybe for the next couple of years, but how can it affect your business if you don't start right now? Well, think about it this way. A lot of people who are in the game, they'll be light years ahead of you. And one of these reasons is because Web3 marketing strategies and just business strategy and the use of technology in your business, it moves so fast. Like for me, studying about the market itself for say three months, I felt like it was a whole year because there's so much going on. And for a business, the market moves very fast. And the market reach that you're looking at right now are a lot of millennials, a lot of the new generation coming in, a lot of gamers, and they all want things fast. So if you're left behind, they're going to be like, okay, cool. I mean, do I have to pick up the phone and talk to someone? Like, can't I just do it online? So a lot of these things are you're missing on those customers because you're not there. So, you know, if by the time you are like, by the time you decide to jump into using blockchain technology to leverage your business, it's not going to be too late because we're constantly evolving. However, it's going to be harder for you to keep up with the competition and for you to leverage on that same competition because they'll be making a lot more money by then than your business has been doing throughout the years. And it's not that your business hasn't been successful. It could very well be a very successful business, but you could have had 10 exit five years back, not even five years, one year back. We've gone so far from 2022 to January, 2023. We're just starting the year and we're seeing such a like massive change right now. That reminds me of when businesses used to tell me five years, like five years ago, businesses were telling me that video was not important, that they were going <laughs> to continue posting pictures on Instagram. Remember that, Nicole? Yep. Yep. I, I like for me, <laughs> honestly, I didn't have, I wasn't that active on social media. Right. Because yeah, as a lawyer, I, you weren't media, active. Yeah. What do I care about what people are eating on lunch? Like, I don't care what you're eating. I don't care what, what restaurant you want to. But then I realized if you post a picture of a restaurant where you're eating, this restaurant could be paying this person to promote it. So this person who's taking the picture of the restaurant and the food that they're eating is actually working. Where it didn't happen that way before. For me as a crypto attorney, I live online. I don't, I barely know the faces in person faces of my clients. My clients are global. Wow. My outbot, my, my inbox has become LinkedIn messaging <laughs> and WhatsApp. And my meetings are these, that they're virtual meetings. And 
time zones are that that part is crazy because I have like global time zones and that's, that's another story, yeah. but yeah. But I mean, it's crazy because you're right uh, in, in the sense of like evolving, you know, you don't want to be too late because we see it yeah. today, right? Those who are starting to do videos on Instagram, well, you're not going to get the same reach or numbers if you would have started five years ago. So I, I like, you just, you just brought me back to the, the, that time when people would look at me like I was a weirdo, which uh, today I love that I'm a weirdo, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, I know me too. Me too. I mean, a lot of people ask me like, what, what is it that you do? And I'm like, I'm a crypto attorney. Okay. But what else? Like, like, do you really make a living out of it? Like, like this is, this is a fuss, you know, this is, this is momentarily, this is not going to stick around. And I'm like, well, I'm betting my entire career in it. And I think it will stick around. And those attorneys who want to become a crypto attorney down the road, guess what? It's going to be hard to catch up because things just don't click right away. Things don't make sense. Why would you pay so much money for a JPEG? It just doesn't make sense unless you understand it. I love that. And, so, and let's go back into the whole JPEG situation here. Um, if blockchain technology, right? When, when I think about blockchain technology, we always say it's digital ownership, right? Like the JPEG. Yeah. But why are companies like Canon is, is a new one, Nike, Adidas, Gucci, hmm. why are they getting trademarks, right? Why is it necessary? Because when I think blockchain technology, I'm thinking, well, it's digital ownership. So if I own it, I don't need the trademark of it. Right. So um, courts have been evolving on their decision. The first like the first decision that I was aware of was uh, Nike with artifacts. There was someone who had copied their swoop mark and they, they started selling sneakers on the metaverse. And their argument for those who were using the, the Nike swoop on, on the metaverse Yeah, Nike was, swoosh, well, Nike swoosh. Yeah, the swoosh. There you go, the swoosh. <laughs> um, their argument was that Nike didn't have the trademark for retail on the metaverse they only had it for in real life uh merchandise then the court decided that this merchant this uh trademark registration also was going to be applicable to the metaverse although you didn't have a register a trademark for metaverse retail like retail does not apply to metaverse that was the first argument from the courts and then they said okay wait a second it actually does because your brand is so legendary that is just fair and, and right that we recognize this to also be applicable to the metaverse. So now Nike and Gucci and Prada are taking a step forward and saying, we don't want the court to be lingering and deciding whether they, they think this is something that is fair to be recognized. We want it to be on paper and say, we actually have this trademark for metaverse that also applies to digital assets. And that's where we are at now, a lot of like BK has uh, registered their burger for the metaverse on a trademark too. Um, you can order your burger. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You can order your burger online where when you're like on a any given metaverse and you'll get your burger on real life. That's wild. What a wild yeah. time. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Like, yeah. So, so, so that's my question here. So what is the difference between the, like the digital ownership aspect of it and the trademark. So you're saying you still need to trademark it, right? Like you still need to set up that trademark then. Well, there's two things. One, if you're a legendary brand like Nike, the courts are going to lean forward in saying 
you are a brand that's well known on a global scale and there's no need for you to trademark it. However, you're going to have to fight for it. You still have to go to court because there is a stand that you don't have a trademark for Metaverse. Now they do. Wow. So the reason they're doing it is because they don't want to go through that fight. But if you're a brand, if you're a new brand, say, I don't know, the 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 Nike sneaker, whatever, right? The 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 Nike Fossey sneaker, whatever, right? And I'm not a brand that's well known, but someone else decides to take on that brand, that name that I've built for a couple of months, years maybe. And they decide to do something like a derivative project uh, or a t-shirt that is the same brand. And now there's a confusion as to the consumers and the metaverse. Is this the really that the actual original, the OG brand, or is this the fake? And they're not going to go through the hassle of determining whether this is a fake or not. They're going to think this is an actual derivative project. You did sneakers, now you're doing t-shirts and you're about the same price range. So if you want to protect that in the metaverse, you need to register your trademark. And a good example of this was um, Board Apes. Board Apes registered their trademark half, like I think was mid-year 2022, which is very late for for the time where they launched. They became famous. They started branding and branching out, and then their trademark was really late in the game. They still don't have a trademark approved. It's pending, but the pending trademark still it doesn't mean that you don't have a trademark. It means you know, obviously you're still uh, pending of approval, but you have a better stand of saying, I registered it first because it's first in time, first first get, right? Um, so that's a good example for, for the listeners to follow, the board apes. And they're having a couple of legal issues right now for because of other brands are, not brands, but other individuals are copying their brand, their name, their trademark. They're using derivative projects. There's one called RR Bayek yeah. that they're in a current lawsuit right now. And it's it's there's a fight over who owns the trademark because you also don't really have a clear uh, delineation of who has the intellectual properties from Bayek because you go to terms of services, terms of use, and it says Bayek doesn't own the IP. The holder of the NFT owns it entirely. Wow. And now that you're in court, the, the the court is saying like, well, you gave away those rights. So why why are you like, what is it really that you're fighting for if you didn't have those rights from the get go? However, you do have a trademark that is now pending wow. registration approval. And that's, you know, it, it the whole thing just ensues from there. Yeah. So you're saying just just get that trademark done right away. I mean, it's going to save you so much money, so much trouble, so much time. Just get the trademark. As soon as you get your project registered on trademark, have it patented. The copyright, it's a different story. You have a copyright automatically from those who are creators, designers. Uh, but patents and, and trademarks, you have to do them. Like I read, I mean, you don't have to, but I advise it that I recommend that you do. I love that. Thank you so much, Nicole. Now, Speaking of what we should be doing, what are the first steps as a business? What are the first steps that they should be doing to start? So you said trademark, I guess For, that's maybe the one of the right, right. <laughs> trademark. <it's, laughs> definitely the first one. Um, but you also have to have solid terms of service, terms of use. Uh, this is like, um, you could call it like a magic ball in the sense, well, not a magic ball. I would say like a Barney bag 
you know, the, the purple dinosaur yes. that we all saw. Barney just kept on pulling tricks out of it. And then you had a house, a car, you know, whatever. So it's like a Barney bag in which you have liability limitations, which will protect you in case there is a hacker, in case there is privacy information uh, being leaked or breached, uh, infringement cases. Where are you going to arbitrate? If you will arbitrate royalties, intellectual property rights, commercially commercialization, tokenization, all of that is encompassed within the terms of service or terms of use. And if you don't have the right wording, things can go south very fast. And this could be a lifesaver for you. So number one, register trademark and copyright. Two, have a solid terms of service, terms of use with liability limitations. And then obviously make sure you have the underage clause for minors who are using the platforms because that can also get you into trouble. Uh, and you know, the, the, the normal GDP for European users, UK users, there's a limitation on sanctioned countries as well. So there, it's a, it's a bunch of things, but you have to have it done by an attorney because if you try to do it yourself, you're probably leaving a lot of loopholes and it's easy to see when it's done by a Google doc that you just twitched. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to go on Chat GPT to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, um, but uh, I don't know how solid that would be. I mean, I tried Chat GPT already, and it's it's good. It's good, but and I actually tried doing the terms of service because I found out that you could do it. I'm like, let me try how how good this comes out, and it's fair, but it's definitely not court proof. Good. You know good what I'm know. saying? Like, it's, it's good, good to know. Good it is good to know that because I'm sure I'm sure some people are thinking that they can do it this way. Um, I mean, you can. It's not recommended. <laughs> so tell me, we were just talking about right businesses. Now, um, is it also fair to say that maybe you should register your business as an LLC? Right? Mm. Is should we be doing that too when we start? Because a trademark yes. doesn't necessarily mean it's an LLC. Oh, no, no, no. Trademarks, different story, change a page, different chapter, different thing. It covers different rights. It protects you from different attacks, call it that way. Um, so when you have an LLC for your project, what it means is that if you were to be sued, the assets that the person can sue you for are those that are owned by the LLC, but they can't go after your house, per se. Like if your house is your homestead, they can't go after your house or your car or your personal accounts, bank accounts. They can't seize personal bank accounts. They can seize LLC's bank accounts and go through the transactions of the LLC. But this provides you to have a layer of protection if things were to go wrong in which you wouldn't be sued personally, but just the corporation itself. Okay, so you're also saying... I recommend you starting your business, create the LLC. If you're in Canada, like me, register your business and mm -hmm. then go through all that, all those steps, like you said, the trademark, the, 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 the licensing, the terms of services and all that. Yeah, actually the, the proper order is first the LLC and then the trademark because you want to register the trademark under the LLC, not under your personal name. Love that. Very See? Yeah. These are, and look, I'll be honest. I asked, 
my community over on Twitter, Instagram to ask, to, you know, to send their questions in and they did. So I'm happy because we're responding, you know, like a big majority of people have these questions. So I'm so happy we're going yes. to do this. Definitely. And this is why I do this type of spaces because I know there is a need for information. And this information for me is, is general knowledge because this is my bread and butter. But I, I like people to build cool projects, solid projects for me. It I like I'd rather represent someone who has a project that is in an organized manner with all the paperwork in order than receiving a mess and then trying to fix that, which is going to cost you so much more money. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you already lost revenue. You already lost the engagement from the community because things are falling apart. And this may very well happen if, if even if you have legal representation, but if you do then the attorney will tell you how to put the puzzle pieces back together rather than you trying to fix the mess that you didn't even know how it happened. Love that. Nicole, before I let you go, I know you're also currently looking for applicants to join your new training program for businesses. So why don't you talk to us about that too? Yes, definitely. So, um, Coming from the need of information and education on the space, a lot of startups, companies, entrepreneurs are wondering, is this for me? Is Web3 for me? Like, what is all this noise going around? Like, I don't know where to go for information because there's so many contradictory information online that I don't really know what source is a legit one. So me as a crypto, well, having the background of being a crypto attorney having the technical knowledge of how this industry works, what the market is, what are people looking, the market behavior that demands the risk and liabilities. This allows me to become some sort of a mentor for those who are looking to get their business involved into blockchain technology and leverage this technology to 10X their income, to have a bigger market reach, to make processes more efficient. And very, very importantly, one of my main goals with this training program is that you go over the bridge of fear of the unknown and start saying, okay, cool. I know what this is. I understand how it works. And because you're a business savvy individual or because you have a business in mind that you want to execute, now you know where the switch of the light on is because everybody's scared of entering a room that is dark. Yeah. As soon as you turn the light on and you see what's inside, you're like, oh, okay, I've never been here, but I can see what's in there. Same thing with this training program. It allows you to turn the switch on, turn on the light, and see what's out there in Web3, in the community, in the blockchain technology, how to use this technology to your advantage. It's not just NFTs. It's not yeah. just cryptocurrency. The market is going to go up and down, but the technology itself that's where it's, that's where the game is at using that technology and levering it, leveraging that to your business so that you can bring more income and attract more customers. And Nicole, I'm sure this is not only for businesses, but people who are probably like, Hey, I, I do some coaching online. Maybe I could turn this into a business using this technology. Right. So it could also be for people yeah. who have an idea. Right, right. So it's it's for both. But I, this this training program is pretty much designed on a custom basis. 
meaning your needs are not the same needs as a corporation. Mm -hmm. Because if you're an individual looking to launch this business and you just know you want this blockchain technology, but you don't know how to use it, then this training will have that for you. And if you're a business, a business, you have different needs, you have different goals, different approaches, processes to follow, policies to abide by, then we're customizing this program to cover those needs and to make you reach the goal that you're looking for. So it's both individuals and corporations, uh, but this, this cannot be a cookie cutter type of training because Web3 is a monster. <laughs> the needs are global and, and I, I just can't tell you the same is going to be applicable for everyone. There is a base, but your goals and your reach is different. Totally. And where can we, where can we sign up? Where can we find you? How about, uh, why don't you tell us? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, just Google my name, Nicola Foz. And we'll put the link below here up on our YouTube video as well. So, and I, I always say this, the only click the links that you see down below, nothing else. Um, Nicole, look, before I let you go, we would love to hear from our audience. If you have any business questions related to the blockchain technology, right? Like she said, this is a monster. We cannot just say crypto NFTs. There's a lot going on with this technology. If you have any questions, please drop them down in the comments below and we'll, uh, you know, make sure to answer them in a future video. As always, you can find me on social media. We know the best conversations are happening up in the DMs. So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. I'm really obnoxious and annoying everywhere, but you can find me there. And again, I will put all the links down below. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time.